know, too bad Grouch isn't here because he could lead us off with the classic. Hey, 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 backloggers. We're back. And you may be thinking back. You were already here because you just released an episode this afternoon and you're recording again and you're asking us for questions. What is going on over there at the Backlog Busters Bureau? Well, things get delayed. Technical difficulties happen. But I want you to know that we are all healthy. We're all safe. And we're all here to talk to you about video games because you just can't get enough playing video games. If you even get a chance to play video games, that you have to listen to podcasts about other people playing video games, about video games that you will probably never play. That's what we do. So. You know me. I am Ryan, also known as Mathman1024, and I'm joined by Trash Turkey and Blaze Knight. Mike, how are you fantastic gentlemen doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing great. I promised Ryan I would not talk about Flexilla tonight. So Strike I'm one. Gonna, I'm going to... Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Also, uh, to your point, I do love listening to podcasts about video games. Um, primarily, I drive a lot, and so it is great. It's almost like making new friends and listening to people talk about video games. And uh, it's just really cool because, again, I don't get to play video games very often. So why not? I just listen to people talk about video games. I don't know. I don't know. It's... it's uh, it's a fun thing. I don't. I. I think that uh, that's the coolest thing about podcasts. You know, you can make friends with people that you just listen to. They can talk about, I don't know, garden hoses or or Strike other two. things. And uh, <laughs> I think three. I get muted uh, for the rest of the episode, so I'll try to. I'll try to not uh, do that within the first five minutes. But yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome, and I'm glad to be here. So thank you for having me, Ryan. <laughs> well, we are glad to have you. And Mike, how about yourself? I am doing well as well, but I have to to bring us back here uh, and and remind Mr. Trash Turkey um, who if the group that we have tonight is among the founding members of this podcast, and therefore whom is having who in this uh, wonderful show that that we have all uh, come to be a part of. Because well. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's as much of a show. You guys own the show as much as we would even claim to own the show. We're we're happy. It's just a large group. You got to build the backlog, right? You got to add games to the backlog. You need to add members to the busters, right? It just makes sense. You got to collect all of them. You know, you got to get the turkey. You got to get the blaze knight. You got to get the math man. You got to get them all. You got to catch them all. You got to get them all. You got to put them on your shelf. You got to hope to play them and um, talk to them. Have a good time. I don't know where this is going, but guess what? I- <laughs> so so I think in some sense, you were saying that one time we were backlog, backlog busters. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. See, you're you're bound to be on the show. Everybody that's listening you are on the shelf, you're on the backlog, and eventually you will be a buster on the show. So at some point, I mean, we could have like a hundred hosts. That's just, I'm just spitballing. You just want to make sure that Probably they don't get, that. you want to make sure they just don't get shelved and forgotten. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, what you were saying about, you know, the podcast that you listen to, 
and you kind of feel like you become friends. Like you feel like you know them, especially if you've listened to, you know, some podcasts, you know, 200 or more episodes with the same crew. Um, and I, I feel like I felt that way with you guys. Like, oh man, you know, Grouchy and Trash Turkey really like these guys. And then we started having those interactions on Twitter and it was fantastic. And being invited to be part of the show, to be with you guys, and then really getting to know you more than just, hey, this is a personality who's on a podcast, but this is a real person getting to know their family, their background, their jobs, what they do. Um, like you guys are friends and it's not just these acquaintances that you know from Twitter, but a real friend, someone that I feel like I could just call up or text and say, hey, can you help me? Or, hey, I want to share this great news with you. And that to me has been one of the, I guess one, one of the best things. Um, yeah, I know we're kind of here at the beginning of the episode where we talk about our favorite things since the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that's my favorite thing is having you guys and, and being part of this community. It just, yeah, I still can't even believe that, that it's happened. It seems like it's been a fairly short time, even though we've been now part of this backlog buster podcast and community for a year and a half. So mm-hmm. thank you for thank you for reaching out to us. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, yeah, that's been the coolest part. Just, um, you know, when I got on Twitter and uh, started getting into video game stuff and, and listening to podcasts, well, before that I listened to podcasts, but kind of thinking, okay, I could get on uh, social media and reach out to people. Um, and I didn't really think... I'd make friends, but honestly, at that time, I was kind of struggling with having friends and having people to talk about games with, and so it was really cool, um, and to see how many, you know, like, you guys are actual friends that I've made um, on the internet that, uh, yeah, I, I, you, you can't, you can't help me move, um, but we can share a lot of other things, you know? I suppose that depends I mean, on where you move to. If if you move to uh, to Texas, <laughs> I'm sure Ryan would be happy to help you unpack your boxes. That's right. But keep so, keep in mind that Texas is a fairly large state. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, I remember one time I drove through Texas, and I think I was going up to Indiana, and like the distance from where we went um, in Texas to the border of Texas to get out of Texas was was a longer drive than actually from the border of Texas to where we were going. I mean, we were like driving 13 hours in Texas or something stupid, you know? So, well, I mean, that's the, I mean, if you think about it, if you were to take Texas and if you were to like flip it, um, flip it horizontally, uh, I guess, flip it on, on a vertical axis, uh, from, you know, one of the tips. So if you were to flip it at like El Paso in the West, then you would have the Eastern part of, Texas be in the uh, be in the Pacific. If you flipped it the other way, El Paso would end up being in the Atlantic. That's how that's how wide it is. You know, if you look at Interstate Ten, it goes about nine hundred miles from tip to tip. Yeah, that's that's a long way, indeed. So, um, what about uh, for you, Jeremy? What's what would you say is your favorite thing since our last like real backlog buster episode? I mean, other than getting uh, dressed up and going to Walmart and buying gardening accessories. Well, 
funny you should say that. So um, I thought this was really cool, and this lady didn't think it was very cool. But let me tell you what I did. It sounds like you just talked to so, a random lady at Walmart saying, hey, this is really cool. And she was like, hmm? Mm, no. I was super excited. So, you know, at last our chat, which you posted today, thank you. And you did a wonderful job editing, by the way. Um, um, not quite through, but I think I have like 20 minutes left. Oh, Anyways. Wow. Um, yeah, so... I was talking about the phone I was going to get, right? And everybody, I don't know if you guys are like me, but I am always very like, should I do this? Should I buy this? Should I not buy this? Let me look into this. What kind of phone should I get? What kind of, and then it goes into like, what kind of case should I get? I need to find the exact case that I want. What kind of case do I need? And I start going to the rabbit hole and I'm looking at all these cases and I find one on Amazon um, that was, I don't know, $6 and was at one point like $45, which that's the craziest thing to me. Like spending a lot of money on a phone case, it does not seem like, like it seems justified because you have a very expensive phone or could, but it's just a piece of plastic. Like, you know, so anyways, I rack my brain, you know, I'm doing the scrolling and I figure out, okay, this is what I want. And so I buy it. $6. Great. The next day I go to a, and I'm in a small town and I go to an antique shop and lo and behold, they have the exact same phone case that I just bought the night before for $3. And I was like, <laughs> what are the chances? So no, no, but before I we go just, on, before we go on, you're still talking about getting a like new to you. Was it a pixel two pixel two XL? Okay. So this is a like four-year-old phone case that just so happens to be new in box. I'd like to thank Tech21 for selling this phone to some random person uh, who didn't actually use it and put it in their antique shop. Uh, so Tech21, um, like that other people that make garden hoses, um, <laughs> it says Flex Shock on the front of it. Um, and you are a sucker for has, that word. I am. And it has a, a three meter or 10 foot, uh, three layer drop protection. So thank you tech 21 for, um, providing this to someone who bought it. And then I bought it for $3 and now I have two of them. So, you know, if I have one that breaks, I have another one. So, you know what? But thanks tech 21. I don't know Flex so much that it's the shock. I don't know so much that it's the case that breaks. It's what's inside of it that's going to break. Now, do you... Is that right? Yeah. Now, did you also get oh. a screen protector? I did. Um, from the great people at AM Film. Uh, I'd like to okay. thank them for that, uh, that I bought with my own money. Um, I don't love it. Sorry, AM Film. But um, I will be buying your uh, glass uh, OLED switch protector, I think. But anyways, those are good. So you did that get your phone. Awesome. You did get your phone though. <laughs> oh, right? So, so I got my phone and I got this, I got this case and I'm like in the line at the antique store and I'm like, Hey lady that you're, you know, the like, you know, worker lady. Like I just bought this case last night, this exact phone case. And she's like, mm -hmm. and she like, you know, <laughs> takes a little tab off and she's like, 
Like you don't understand. This is like, there's a million different phone cases out there. Like, am I right? Like there's a million of them. And for a four-year-old phone, the exact same brand, the exact same color, like just everything. And I was like, this is really impressive. And she was not impressed. (sighs) That's, I was impressed. And that's the coolest thing that's happened to me since we last recorded. Sounds impressive to me. Now, I'm just concerned that this was a find in an antique store. So will this redefine the generation that we call retro now? I think so. I mean, there was also um, a PS4 game and it said retro, you know, and I was like, come on. I mean, that, I mean, console's what, six years old? Wait, did it really say, did you really find that? No, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. Oh, so, so we're, we're, we're dealing in lies now. We're the the backlog liars. (laughs) That's that, that is a, that is a lie or a fib, a white lie for, for jokes, for jokes. Oh, see, he's Jeremy <laughs> is a liar. Okay, just, oh, just come uh, on. hit the show notes real quick. It's all right. See, oh, okay, see, now he doesn't believe that I found this and I found the same. Okay, that is true. I did not find a PS4 game that said retro. Um, but I do probably think that some people who would maybe get a PS3 game might consider that retro. That's probably what, 2006? And here, and know. this is the reason. Ten that, years, I would think, would be retro. Well, the reason they would consider PS3 retro is because that's the system that they grew up playing games on. Because mm. they're so young. Yeah. See, this is the problem with younger children, like babies and like toddlers, playing video games. Because then, you know, like a toddler right now, if they play like a PS5 in five years. When the PS6 comes out, they'll be like, "Oh, this thing's this thing's retro. PS5's retro, and I won't even have one by then." So I don't know. Stick with I don't know a ten year from whatever time frame we're talking is retro. I don't know. Using ten years, okay. But what do we years? do in the case of like um, like like Skyrim? They just keep re-releasing it, you know. Yeah, and you know it was. We're we're coming up on that that ten year anniversary for for Skyrim now you know eleven 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 you know, November it'll be you know twenty one so that that's that's ten years but they keep re releasing it so is it gonna be retro at that point I don't know I mean I, I all like, the cl- uh, yeah I feel like Grand Theft Auto Five might also be close to that I don't know when that one came out it didn't have a very special date to me particular but i know it also came out on the xbox 360 so maybe maybe just, those games they just they're never gonna stop that, that, that's yeah all this I is can, true i don't know decipher I, I i will always think probably see i don't even know i mean i know that ps1 is retro but i don't even consider like in my mind that being retro ps1 and 64 they're not retro they're just old like retro to me is 16 bit and back but that's just me i, I second so. that yeah no so uh mike how about you so um the best thing or the, the my favorite thing that's happened since the last time we've recorded um it's not even a thing that really happened to me per se but 
but it's like me adjacent, you know? And that's that my my dear old son, Dom, got himself his very first not school associated job. Nice. Yeah, he's been awesome. at it for um a week now and he works at um a Papa Murphy's. Mm-hmm. Making yeah. pizzas. And and ma- doing the dough and toppings and he doesn't he won't cook it for you but like he'll do but everything he else. does not cook them yes he does not cook them yeah yeah nope nope but he is getting his first taste of the working life and he is enjoying it and i love to see how much that is in uh impacting him and how much he's enjoying mm-hmm. having the freedom of being at work if that makes sense because he's been yeah. stuck at home for ages and now he gets to have this place where he can go and socialize and, you know, do something productive. And mm-hmm. he comes home and he talks to me about all these things that he's doing. And I realized that I have a son with a great work ethic. He talks about hating just sitting there if they're slow and not having anything to do. And he talks about being proud that he was able to clean the machinery and leave it cleaner than it was when he got there. And so... You know, and I guess it's just one of those cool I'm a dad things. And it's mm-hmm. cool to see my son getting out there and, and you know, really starting to to do something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That sounds worse than I mean it. But like, it's really cool to see him starting to succeed. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Taking taking steps to growing, you know, down the path of of career, you know. Yeah, he's starting to build those soft skills that'll transfer into whatever his career will be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's really cool. That's great. All right. So it's been a while. I feel like it's been a while since we've done uh, a little silly segment. You know, one of those things that we're kind of known for doing. But okay. No, you're right. Thank you for (laughs) it. I don't. I, I, I want. No, you're you're right. Uh, I guess we already had our Antics Roadshow segment. Uh, oh, we have to do an episode that has Antique Roadshow, some kind of theme. Okay, where we just go out to an antiques uh, an antique store and try to find an old video game. So no, yes, yeah, so what you do is you we get on eBay and we have like okay, I have a uh, complete inbox uh, Pac Man for the NES. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you guys are like the, you know, the antique person that's like, well, actually, uh, I think it should be this. Well, that's maybe not really quite how it would work. I don't know. We're going to, we're going to table this, but we do, we definitely need to have, um, an antique roadshow where you guys, oh, you guys could bring your games and then I could get on uh, price charting and be like, oh, it's actually worth this. And you'd be like, wow. Okay. That sword that I had in my um, my attic that I used to cut watermelons is actually like worth $25,000. That's really cool, you know? That was one of the uh, episodes I watched. Anyways, <laughs> I like Antique Roadshow. Uh, yeah, so I we'll want to use a sword to cut watermelons. Like, it sounds <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, this book club that I'm a part of, they, you know, they, they, they did this before I actually joined the book club, but there are a few guys who have axes and swords that they just play around with and one night according to the stories they basically played real life fruit ninja in their backyard 
So just tossing yeah. fruit and swinging away at the, with the swords and the axes and whatnot. So I wasn't I wasn't part of the group at that point, so I totally missed it. Uh, you didn't insist on recreating that moment, like the <laughs> no, they, they've right there. No, they they've they've brought it up, saying we need to do that again, but they need to just find the right house and the right time to do that because they've like where their houses used to be, there was no there was nothing behind their backyard, so it's pretty easy to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But now. You know, because Hurricane Harvey flooded their homes and one had to move away, the other one rebuilt, but then ended up moving uh, someplace else. They don't really have the same opportunities. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But uh, speaking of fruit, speaking of coconuts, Mm -hmm. coconuts Mm -hmm. make you think of islands, maybe? Oh, yeah. Right? Tropical islands. So we, we have already, you know, I don't know if it was this year or last year, we were already transported to Trash Turkey Island. Some people thought it was a paradise. Uh, It was very sketchy as to whether or not there would be other people there, Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of services you would have, electricity and all that jazz. But we're doing something a little bit different. So this time we are talking about Desert Island Games. So I asked all the backloggers to come up with uh, like two or three games that they would consider to be desert island games. Now we're talking about these would be the only games that you could play for the rest of your life. You're not be able to play online with people. It's this is what you have. Yeah, we would provide you with the system and the the TV and the power, the controllers and all that stuff so that you could play whatever your games are. We're not just going to say, oh, this is your cartridge. Have fun staring at your cartridge. Yeah, so I know you've done... People do this with Desert Island books or movies, but we're going for for video games. Uh, so, Jeremy, what was your first pick? What's the game that you're going to play until they never come to rescue you? Well, see, uh, okay, so being a backlog buster and being someone that was struggling to choose a game, um, games, if you will, I thought, why don't I kill two birds? No, don't do that one. Uh, <laughs> rescue two birds um, with one stone. Hmm? I don't know. So what I thought is I would choose games only from my current backlog. So these are games that maybe I've played a little bit. Maybe I have not completed them and I haven't really put a whole lot of time in them. But I thought, what games would I choose to actually maybe take care of the backlog while I'm just on the island for hopefully six months? I don't know. Maybe a year when I get rescued? I'm not sure. Um, but the first game I, cho- I chose was Dragon Quest Builders 2. A very lengthy game. Um, you know, a lot of people consider it Minecraft with an objective. Also could help me on the island, maybe learning how to craft things, probably not. But when I am in my sadly created hut in the island, I could actually craft furniture and other things that I would like in the game. And maybe that would give me a little bit of escape. You know, there's there's battling and things like that. A really large game. I know we probably talked about no online, but possibly with this, there are... I think there is multiplayer, and I think with that, even though it kind of runs like garbage on the Switch, I think you can actually go to other people's areas, like their islands or whatever. And so there might be more content 
if I am on this island for, let's say, eternity. So that's my first game. Yeah, in my mind, I was thinking that this is an, you know, until you die kind of situation. But what if I, what if I uh, am rescued? I mean. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you don't get to play the what if card. <laughs> this, this is this is math man's mystery island oh no you you've, oh no. you've, what have you've I- landed <laughs> there is no escape for you you hey you did your trash turkey hideaway uh-huh. <laughs> and we pl- we had to play by your rules now uh-huh. th- there's a benefit here because i was thinking about uh-huh. you know you gave us a budget of 250 dollars to create or not not to create but to you know, find the best deals to get the games, and but you had to include the systems and a way to play them. So we're really mm-hmm. kind of hamstrung with that, you know? Mm-hmm. But here, I'm saying whatever game you want. I mean, you could say, you know what? I want, I, I want you know, Little Samson. Okay, so great. You get Little Samson, you get an NES, get a controller and a TV that has an analog input, and you're good. So I'm providing all of the tech for you, Right. Would it be an HD TV and would it have to like stretch and really look bad? You know, you can do whatever. You know, like, I don't, I don't really care. I don't ratio really care. TV. Okay. I'm putting you on the island. So it's, I guess <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to force you to be on this island because I'm sadistic. But, but I'm going to make sure you, you want a, a 4 3 ratio? Great. You want a 16 9 stretched out? Don't care. HD? Don't care. <laughs> I'm going to take, I will take care of you. Okay. All right. So your your first pick is Little Samson. No. <laughs> Dragon Quest Builders you Two. You know, I thought it was great that you're actually trying to get stuff off the backlog. Uh, now, I my first pick did not go that direction. Uh, my first pick is Civilization Five. It's a game that I have 300 hours into it already. It's a game that I don't know if you would ever say that you've beaten the game. It has a what seven different difficulty levels? Uh, I'm not sure how many civilizations you can play as. You know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30. The you could totally randomize the map in terms of the size and the scale and the way that the the land masses are set up. So every time I play that game, even now, it is a completely different experience. And I mean, it starts off as a completely different experience, but by the end, I end up being a warmonger and trying to take out all of the other civilizations. But I haven't even played as every civilization yet. And even with the DLC stuff, there's so much that you can do in that game. And there's so much randomness that you can set up. Or you can like hand pick what you want to play or what kind of scenario you want. So for me, that's the kind of game that has this infinite replayability. Every time I play it, it's different. I can choose a different strategy, a different civilization. And it's a game that I keep going back to. It's definitely something that would... I mean... It's not going to help me get off the island, but it'll keep my mind occupied and learn some great strategy. And maybe I'll even just keep bumping up the difficulty. Maybe I'll actually be pretty good at the game. Hmm. I mean, it could help you fend off marauders or I don't know. It'll help me defeat the barbarian encampments that will pop up randomly from time (laughs) to time on the island. You're right. And if I try really hard, maybe on my own, I can develop the technology to go, to go seafaring and even go through the mm-hmm. deep ocean tiles. <laughs> I shall be victorious. Exactly. See? See? Oh, man. 300 hours already? Well, I've had the, That's pretty cool. I've had the game for 
I don't know what, six or seven years, but it's a game that if I'm on the computer and I want to play something, just start it up and I'll just, I'll get lost because it starts off very, very quick with the turns. Turns don't take that long because you don't have anything going on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, four or five hours later, I'm going, I really should have done something more with my time today. <laughs> Uh, and you can, uh, and even today, if you guys like Civilization, you like uh, turn-based strategy games, you know you can get that game for, for pretty cheap. And I, I 100% recommend it. It's, I think, the best one in the series. But that's me. So, Mike, what was your choice? So I kind of had, kind of went in with a plan for this one. And for my first game, I really wanted to get something nostalgic something from my my childhood that would bring back you know some good memories something that you know i would you know i'd really love to revisit and and before i proceed i have a question where do we land on compilations can we can we bring a compilation i knew i knew that there was going to be something i was just waiting for someone to say well i wanted to pick sonic's ultimate sega genesis collection (laughs) and i thought you know what (laughs) <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. So a, a, a compilation. Nah. Okay, wait. What, what, it's Masking in Thailand. I don't, I don't like this. What's your compilation? And then I'm going to have a little sidebar with myself and determine the validity of it. <laughs> <laughs> what is my compilation? Well, I mean, you already said it, right? Oh, is that what it, it was? It, well, it would, it would be the it wouldn't be the the three sixty one. It would be the the modern one. The the okay. Mega it has Drive more games Classic. on it. It has more games on it. Well, yeah. the the three sixty one has Sonic three, which is a definite boost. But mm. Mm. but it's just like a bunch of Sega games. You know, if you I want to deny to- me, I'm totally fine with that. I I can go on without it. But I'm just curious, like for for the rules of this fancy island I know, where do you land I on know. that i will tentatively let it slide but okay but here's so, what, here's what i like let's have that as as an alternate pick well i'm going to pick a specific game from the compilation that i'm going to to hone in on so if you decided for whatever reason i couldn't have the compilation it would just be that that one game can if i guess I what can it have is? the compilation i'll take that compilation can i guess what it is how's that sound okay can I guess okay. the game? So yes, guess the game. Shining Force. Close. Oh. Part two. Okay. Part two. Should have known. And the reason being is that I haven't actually ever finished that one, but I have played quite a bit of it. And it features several more characters than the original one. Uh, so you have more variety and party compositions and different things that you can do uh, that way and different methods that you can try. So and and there is a cheat code you can use to control the enemies, and that's just you know even more fun. So I feel like that would be the way for for me to go to get back to that that old nostalgic moment in my life. You know, when I was a kid playing one of my favorite tactics games, something that opened up one of my favorite genres in all of gaming, the Shining Force series. But I'm gonna go with specifically the second one because I haven't actually finished it. And I would like to, but there's a lot to do in it. And I feel like that I could play that for a long while 
and over and over again, just with the different ways to go with it. And if I have the compilation, I would enjoy playing other <laughs> games too. But if I don't, that's fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Plus, you'd get you know the fantasy star games. Unfortunately, you wouldn't get the strategy guys that you might need to finish those. But you've got <laughs> all okay the time in the have, world. I have all the time in the world and a rewind button, so I'm good to go. Rewind button is nice. Now, uh, before we go to our second game uh, that we're going to have on the island, uh, I want to read some of the responses that we got from Twitter because I did post that we were doing a Desert Island episode. And here are some of the responses that we got. Uh, at Red Eye J said Chrono Trigger and Super Metroid. So got some Super Nintendo love there. I can totally see the merit in both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of the questions I really have for some of the games that people pick that I guess in my mind are not, uh, I guess is open-ended is you're going to play it over and over again. Are you ever going to try to do a speed run? 100%? Are you ever going to get bored of it? Because um, I'm just thinking about something like, I don't know. I can't even think of a good game now, but you know, with, with these games, you play it once, you've seen everything. What are you going to do differently? Well, with Chrono Trigger, you famously have several different endings that you could go for. So True. there's that. And Super Metroid does have two different endings, kind of. So Depends on that. how nice you are to the animals. Exactly. And I guess you can always shoot for the, you know, I'm going to 100% the game in under two hours so I can get some kind of nice special ending. Mm-hmm. I'd actually heard somebody say that they thought they didn't really have uh, a uh, source for this, but they thought that maybe Metroid like started the uh, idea of speedrunning because it was one of the first games that they knew of that actually the ending was based on the time in which you completed it at some point. I think, I think maybe the first Metroid. So like, yeah, you know, yeah. So I could see speed running that. Um, I'd probably be down more with, with super Metroid. Oh, both of those games, but I'm just saying like versus Metroid. Yeah. I've actually thought about firing that, um, up on my, uh, super Nintendo mini at some point. So, yeah, we'll say that super Metroid is far superior to me, uh, than the original Metroid. But yeah, in the original Metroid, you know, if you beat the game, no matter what the time was, you know, you could get your ending and you see Samus standing there. If you beat, I can't remember what the time was for beating it, but one of the endings had her without her helmet, which was the first indication that I've been playing as a woman this whole time. And then if you beat it even faster, it's just her completely out of her suit. <laughs> this one I thought was funny uh, from Skinny Matt K. He said Dragon Quest Eleven. Because at the rate that he's playing it, even not being on an island, it'll take him eight years to finish. So it's a kind of been a slow burn for him on that. But hey, that's a great game to have uh, on the desert island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I need to go back and finish my second playthrough of that. It's on my to-do list. Uh, we've got a couple more responses I'll get to after we get to our second games. Jeremy, did you have another pick? All right, have one. Well, I have one more, and then a a, a third that isn't on the backlog. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping it will be allowed. Um, so the next game is Advance Wars Dual Strike. Again, it's a game on my backlog. I have not been the biggest fan of strategy games, but this game 
has content for days, supposedly. Uh, has a, a long single player. Uh, you can play with other people um, if there so happen to be other people on the island um, with DDSs and this cart. Um, it's got a map like creation, so you can kind of create your own maps. So a lot of content there. Um, I love the art style. Again, it might be helpful to have some kind of, I don't know if it would translate to real life, but maybe military strategy would maybe be a good thing to have on the island. Also, if I am having a DS, that would come with PictoChat, which I would assume that if there was someone else, (laughs) someone on the island I could try to communicate with, or someone on a distant island, if they were far enough, which the DS, I believe, is the second most sold console Mathman has left. No, there is. Hey, Ryan. Um, it's probably likely that there will be someone in PictoChat uh, distance that I could uh, relay my SOS send help for Turkey. Okay, that's all. That person might be just as stranded as you, though. So <laughs> there's that. And you could be but attracting somebody who's looking to expand their gaming collection by by coming mm. over and, and visiting a, a turkey and um, acquiring oh, three no. additional games. And oh, no. who who wouldn't want little Samson in their collection? <laughs> so, yeah, Jeremy, you are forgetting that one of the things Uh here is that you don't get to have that internet connectivity so that you can play online with people and have, you know, human to human interaction. That's not going to happen. There won't be other people randomly walking around on the Island so that your street pass will work. No, (laughs) it's not going to be that way. It's you and you alone, which is why you've got to have some good desert Island games to get you through that so that you're not turning some washed up, volleyball into your first mate (laughs) i'm just saying you know it has a lot advanced wars dual strike has a lot of content you know i'm just so happy that the console itself comes with a built-in game that just so happens to be something to communicate hopefully you know if i just kind of take my tinfoil and kind of point it in the right direction attached to that ds maybe just maybe there's someone out there also, it's a great game. That is all. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? This has been a very trying evening, evening so I'm just going to keep pushing through. So my second game is uh, the latest, or I guess the most recent NCAA football game. That was on the Xbox 360. I don't know if it was uh, 13 or 14. I can't remember what year it was. The one with the guy from, I think it's Michigan, uh, like a running back or something. It's like the really expensive one. That one was like 100 bucks. I I can't remember. I know that I have one. I think it's got, who's on the cover? Anyway, I think think mine has uh, Robert or RG3 on it. Got from Baylor. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So the reason I picked this game is because I like football, and you know I can you know pick a player. I can go through a you know a career as a player. I can go through a whole career as a coach. I can take some fledgling school and ri- make them rise to power 
in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to take the, I don't know, the Idaho Vandals and take them from obscurity mm-hmm. into prosperity. Yeah. This is a good pick. I, I wish I would have thought of something like this. Well, and another good thing about it is that if I don't want to play a game, I can just select a couple of teams and just have it play the game. And I can watch it like I'm watching a broadcast. Sit back Simulated. and enjoy it. Yeah. You have, I don't know how many hundreds of teams to choose from. So you have like 100, what, 120 Division One schools. You've got some of the you know, 1AA schools, some of the you know, old classic teams, the vintage teams, you know, a variety of stadiums to play in. Um, and I'm sure the commentary would get old after a while, but you know, aside from that, you go on the recruiting trail. Every year is a new uh, is a new set of players, mm-hmm. and that's what I liked on the. So, I guess the version that I can actually play since my 360 is you know doesn't work on the GameCube. I have uh, NCAA 2005, I think. So I think it's got Larry Fitzgerald on it, and uh, yeah, I've got. I think I've gone through two complete seasons um, which I probably should have gone through more but you know I named all the players gave them all crazy names like my entire offensive line they were named from you know characters from Seinfeld you know my Mm -hmm. defensive line they were all characters from King of the Hill I think Hank Hill at one point was you know he was the best kicker in the nation you know the guy could kick a 65 yarder you know I can adjust the sliders that way they actually catch the football but it was, you know, it was a fun game back then, still great now. And picking one of the, the most recent one that's been available, improved graphics, improved gameplay, more options, more modes. So I think that would be able to get me, I think I'd be able to survive pretty well on that. That's a good choice. Yeah, that's what I thought. So Mike, what did you pick? I've got, I've got, I've got a guess. I've got a big guess for this one. Okay, go for the guess. Mario Maker. No. Oh. That is not one of the games I opted to bring. Considered it, but knowing there was going to be no internet, I realized that, you know, on the last the last island, my creativity runs a little thin. But I thought, you know, a game that I really need, a type of game that I really need is something that I can I can master. Something I've played before, but something that takes quite a bit of mastery. Something I can spend a lot of time working on and improving on getting better at and i i debated between a couple of games uh one that i played recently and one that i played just a few years ago uh i debated between dead cells because there's a lot to do in that game Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of increasing levels and it gets more and more challenging and celeste and that between those two it was it was really tough i think i'm ultimately gonna go with with celeste here i i got to 7b and and I, I got stonewalled i couldn't get past it but i had finished the main story so i checked it off my backlog but i know now they've added more chapters since i've played i never touched the c-sides i have more b-sides to do i can speed run that game and if things get too hard i can turn on assist mode and just just have fun experiencing the music and the story and you know, as long as we're relating it to the themes of, of existing on an island, I, I can work on my perseverance, you know, and, and no, no military tactics here. But, you know, if I have the perseverance to climb that mountain, then 
by golly, I had the perseverance to survive on a deserted, crazy, math man island. Maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think having something to master is going to be the way to go. Well, and with Celeste, the the, the story there about mental health would probably mm-hmm. serve you quite well on an island where you are the only one there, Jeremy. <laughs> or are you? Maybe you're not. Uh, alone. Uh, see, see. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you said you thought about you thought about Mario Maker, but so if you had had internet connectivity where you could play anybody's games, would that have changed your mind? Where I still have internet connectivity, that would have changed the entire list of games that I would have brought, and I can't say for sure what it would have been because I assumed that we would have the same rules. As before, but there would have been an MMO on here somewhere. I can tell you that. Well, in terms of the internet, like with Mario Maker, you would just be playing other people's levels. You're not really communicating with other people. You're not bringing anybody in on a chat. So I feel like with an MMO, you are interacting with other people. And so I wanted to kind of curtail that. He sounds like he doesn't want anybody to get off of this island. Well, I mean, you know, Mario Maker has comments, right? Like... (laughs) Okay, so yeah, that, no Mario Maker. All right, you're right. All right, let's just make it that way. <laughs> well, to, to me, picking a, I've picking already a desert... I've already made my peace with with no Mario Maker, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not devastated. You could have the one on 3ds. I don't think it has any internet, right? It it does though. It pulls random levels. You don't oh, get to pick. Okay, you don't get to pick. Okay. So my whole Maybe thing. That's with... the one you can have. Yeah. My whole thing with this exercise about Desert Island games was just kind of figuring out what would be games that would be able to entertain you, be able to get you through, you know, you know, lifelong isolation. So that's that's why I was saying no Internet. So so that makes it infinitely easier. The Internet, you know. Well, sure. You do that. So, yeah, I'm going to play, um, you know, The Sims or whatever. All right, so what did you guys have for alternates? You know, you had your one and your two, but if you could have brought a third game or a few extra games, uh, what would you have brought? Okay, but but before we do that, what about uh, what about some more of those internet comments? No internet. Uh, so, nobody else left us comments on what games they would bring? Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about what we would have. He, he's getting up in arms. <laughs> He's not going to like my next pick. It's like, I already told you there's no internet on the island. <laughs> okay, yeah, so here, here's some of the other things that we had from the people online. Uh, we had uh, at Marty Estes, you know, Nintendo dad over there. Yeah. He threw out Mega Man 2 and Super Mario Brothers 3. Good choices. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I know, you know, from... See him on Twitter. I know his affinity for those games. Um, yeah, I can see Super Mario Brothers three. I have a hard time with Mega Man two, but I have a hard time with any he, Mega Man yeah. game. I think he. I mean, he's really he's hardcore to Mega Man. I know. Oh yeah. I think yeah yeah. I think I think he's Mega uh, Man X was actually a big contender for my uh, childhood game, and it was really really had to consider whether I wanted to go with that or, or Shining Force uh, mm. two. So it, it was it was tough. 
but I think I made the right call for me. Yeah. So I have 100% completed uh, Mega Man X. So I, I figured something that I haven't finished and has more replayability would be the way to go. Yeah. And uh, then at In Dads After Dark said Slay the Spire. Uh, they said they were trying to reach level 20 for all four of the characters. Uh, and like when he mentioned that, I went, oh, yeah, I forgot Slay the Spire. I need to go back and play some more of that. That's a... It's a great game. I think one of the things that helps it be a good desert island game is the randomness. Every every time you play, it's going to be different. Um, unlike something, you know, like the, some of the other ones, like Super Metroid, Mega Man Two. Every time you play that, all the enemies are in the same spot. Yeah, you know, your strategy is probably going to be the same every time you play that. And it might be the same for Slay the Spire, but you know, your deck is going to be different every time. Your rewards are going to be different. The enemies are going to be different. The order is all kinds of uh, mixed up. So I can I can see that. I've thought about picking that game up before. It's been on sale a couple times. It's on Game Pass. I think, I think it's still Is on it? Game Pass. Yeah. Okay. Might be worth a try. Yeah, and I think I can't remember how much it was when I saw it on sale, maybe like ten bucks. Mm-hmm. So if you like rogue like deck building games, give it a shot. It's good. Uh so did you guys have any alternates? Like I, I kind of limited it to two games. Were there other games you would say like, man, if I could have a third game, this is what I'd want. Well, the one that I put on here was uh, <clears throat> initially released in June of 2007 for the Nintendo DS. There were two different versions of it, uh, one for the uh, DS and one for the DS Lite. Um, uh, it had to do with this uh, memory expansion. Uh, that's the uh, the cartridge that's the uh, Nintendo DS browser for the internet. But I didn't, I'm just, you never know if there's just a boat coming by with Wi-Fi. Maybe it's not locked. You know, m- just so happened that I have that cartridge in. Just so happened <laughs> that they have an open internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> I, already, I already have the DS because the, my second game was a DS game. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I, I it was it it was it was um it was a strong consideration. I I thought maybe you know um you know how am I going to get like internet cat videos and other things on this desert island. You know, those volleyballs don't float up on the beach that often. But that was, uh, okay, that was that was a joke, Ryan. But it was one that I put on there for jokes. <laughs> he just looks so mad. Well, the game that I wanted to put on there was the Netflix Wii Disc. <laughs> That's a good choice. Sorry. No, it's not. That, that is not how this game is played. Okay. So I think some of the other games that were kind of in contention for, for me were, um, as crazy as it is, Dr. Mario. Still mm-hmm. love playing that game. I actually played some of that today with my son. I think there was another one that I had in mind that I thought would be, uh, oh, City Skylines. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, again, it's, it's one of those games where every time you play it can be, you know, a totally different game. However you want to design your city. And you can turn on like infinite money so you can do whatever you want to and or just kind of play by the rules. 
you know, yeah. change up the the landscape, make your city as big as you want it to be. So I think there'd be a lot of uh, a lot of replayability with that. Uh, just as a as a, a quick uh, real uh, third game, one that Mike brought up, um, Dead Cells. I think that would be an awesome game because literally I was thinking about bringing as a third game a Castlevania game and having Dead Cells, which is kind of like a Castlevania game that you um, you know that changes somewhat uh, and has tons of different options different ways to 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 tackle it um different weapons and stuff like that i think that would be a good game to bring along hmm. or or the web browser i don't know just but probably not the web browser yeah okay mike you got any games help me so um well i i, I had um a, a third category so so for me i had you know the the old school a uh, game that I loved growing up. I have uh, a game that I can master and that I can spend a lot of time on. And I thought for the last one, I would pick um, a newer game or a new game I haven't played and uh, and go from there. Now, with that, I'm, I'm, I'm going with this one because I played the previous one. It's not directly in the series, but it's a uh, very similar gameplay. So I know that I will most likely enjoy it and that um, there's a lot to do if it's anything like the last one. Uh, so the game that I'm thinking of is Desperados 3. And that is a stealth tactics game set in the like a cowboy area or area era. And I uh, last year played the previous game by the company, which was, um, oh, geez. It's what uh, my profile picture is on a lot of things. It's, oh gosh, why can't I think of it? I'm, I'm wanting to say the wrong name, and it's going to bug me. And it was a ninja game, uh, and you played as ninjas, which I preferred that aesthetic in that era. But uh, I think that I could enjoy the cowboy game just as much now i know that in in the ninja one there were tons of really difficult challenges like um refraining from using the sniper rifle and um not stepping on loud tiles in the in the course of an entire match um never being discovered and then just playing through and these levels where you have to go through the challenges on top of just finishing the level i think would give me a lot of extra stuff to do and then i know that in this version they have like a playback feature so you can kind of watch what you did so you can improve on the choices that you made going forward and like have an easier way to review what your gameplay session looked like so i feel like that would be a great one for for me uh, i don't know if either of you guys have any experience with uh with these this series no i don't oh. but uh, I do. I I, I kind of I dig the. There's a not. There's not a whole lot of like western or cowboy games out there. I mean, you know, I guess there's what is it, Red Dead or whatever. But there's. I guess there's not a lot west of Loathing. Ooh, that's a kinda, that's a yeah. good one. Mad Dog so, McCree. I don't. Oh, Mag Mad Dog exactly. Mm, Sunset Riders. There you go. Anyways, but yeah, I think that 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 would be kind of a cool aesthetic. So 
I looked it up real quick, and uh, the name of the ninja game was Shadow Tactics Blade of the Shogun um, that I played last year. I don't think I've heard of that one. Cool. Well, it, I, it didn't win my vote uh, when I could have talked about it on uh, on that particular episode of the show. Otherwise, I would have gushed a lot. I, I really enjoyed the, the game. I love stealth and i love tactics and so it was a perfect marriage for for me and, and i really enjoy um ninjas so that was great uh and then like it's also like the series i guess or the the games that are of this similar style are generally considered quote-unquote brutally difficult but it's just you know mistakes are punished heavily but like it has this like push button auto save function so like you just reload the save and try it again so it it's a little more forgiving than like they would lead you to believe if you want to play it that way now if you if i'm stuck on an island i'll probably play it with a, a no no reset clause at some point you know mm-hmm. yeah i guess it's kind of like celeste or or those games where they you know you die a lot but as long as you're able to go back into it quickly, you know, and you're not sitting there looking at a game over or your dead screen for, you know, minutes as it loads. If you get back in the action pretty quickly, I think that takes a lot of the sting of of a of a brutal game away. Yeah, so. I agree very much. All right. So let's talk about what we have been playing. All right, Mike, uh, you've got. A lot of time on your hands, a lot of games. So what you got? Well, you know, I have quite a few games listed on the show notes, but as far as actually playing a lot, I actually haven't because um, in addition to Dom getting a job that he was play like watching through Mass Effect 2 with me. So we haven't had much time to to play that. So it's been very, very small increments. Like we're getting close to the last mission, but not quite there yet. Um, I haven't played a ton of that. And Skylanders uh, Giants is something I've been talking about on um, on Twitter. Uh, just fired that up with my daughter. And I don't know if you've ever played a video game with a four-year-old, but you don't get real far. Yes, I see Warnado. Yes, you don't get uh, you don't get real far. So there's a lot of standing, and now we have the entire collection of Skylanders that are playable in Skylanders Giants. So it's all of like the season one from Spyro's Adventure, and then the Giants characters. And my four year old loves to switch characters, so we do a lot of switching characters when she plays with me. <laughs> Uh, which is fine. It's just it's something fun to do with her. And, and then the last game that I've been playing recently, and it's going to be the one that I probably continue to play for quite some time, is Final Fantasy XI Braver, uh, the fan-made um, JRPG uh, version of one of my favorite games of all time. And I will... They, they, he, he keeps adding more and more content, the guy who created it, uh, because he's 
you know, really passionate about it and people keep giving him feedback and the community keeps growing. And so he keeps supporting it. And so I will probably continue to play it for a long time to come. And I am just fine with that. But even that, I haven't been able to play a ton because I've had a lot of projects going on and things have been uh, changing in the world. Um, We spent an entire weekend redoing my daughter's room and transitioned it from uh, a princess room to a Harry Potter themed room. And and she absolutely loves it, but it took us an entire weekend. I spent like four days on it between cleaning her room, moving all the furniture out, um, painting the walls in two different sections. So she has like, paneling on the bottom and then like a regular wall at the top and then just a day decorating and bringing everything back in and then sorting through more of her stuff that she didn't finish that you know <laughs> that that's parenting problems and it was mildly to moderately frustrating but we got through it and you know i can't say it was all me my wife did the lion's share of sorting through my daughter's stuff um, after the fact, and I am internally grateful for her because I don't know what would have happened had she not, but I haven't played a ton, but what I have played has been amazing. I will stop rambling now and let somebody else begin to ramble. So just a quick question. Uh, what colors did you choose for her room? I'm assuming that you somehow picked a, you know, a house, like a Hogwarts house for her, right? No, she said that she wanted gray walls. So we have the top half of her room is like a light gray. And then the bottom half is a white. We just kind of went over the white that was already there. So, and like the decorations are at the top and she's got flags for all of the, the Hogwarts houses. We've got like a little like picture sticker thing that we stuck on there. But like, looks like a window opening up to view um, the Hogwarts castle uh, nice. We have one of the banners. It's like the, the Hogwarts crest, which is all four of the houses. Uh, we have a broomstick hanging up over her, her window. And I used fishing line to make it look like it's just suspended in air. Uh, we wrote different things on the wall um, that are like references to the show or not the show, well, the movies, but the books too. So I drew a little lightning bolt scar um, like on the trim around her walls i drew like the harry potter glasses and uh i drew like one of the symbols from the end of the book and then my son got really creative and wrote inside of her uh her closet and put like like easter eggs for her to find on the different walls of her closet and so that was really cool when she finally did find it and it took her a few days but it was really cool when she did that's neat. Yeah, I saw the pictures online. That was really, really nice. Really nice, Mike. And I will say she chose a wonderful color because I think gray or grayish is is the popular color. Um, it's a wonderful color. It's it's kind of like the new, I don't know, beige or it's she's uh, she's got great taste is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So so gray is the new beige. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, in like a good like okay, so you're gonna like you're gonna paint your house uh, instead of like doing a white or like a gray or like a beige. Like a lot of times people will do 
like a uh, like a uh, a white with gray or like a really really light gray and it's difficult to get an actual gray because a lot of times when you look at the gray it's almost like is that blue so um yeah it's uh yeah gray is gray is in ryan so excuse me i'm just saying (laughs) (sighs) see my walls aren't white we went for it's like eggshell (laughs) so it's a little bit different Well, am I next? Am I supposed to talk about games, video games? Well, it looks like Grouchy uh, didn't, oh. didn't play games. Uh, he's been busy with work and life and everything else. Um, I don't know how he does it. So if he has games, hopefully he'll tell us what he played. Yeah, but Jeremy, you're, you're up next. Well, uh, I've, got, I've been playing a game. Um, hopefully I'll get to record eventually once I can beat it with Patrick at some point to do a, a retro uh, talk. Um, been playing a little bit of um, the uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Won't talk about that, but I fired up a copy of the Lion King that I got uh, on the Genesis at a yard sale the other day for fifty cents. Yeah, I was like, "Would you take fifty cents for this?" And the lady was like, "Oh yeah." And I'm like, "Sweet." And you just couldn't. Like, you just couldn't wait to be king. You know, that's right. That's right. And I had never played, I'd, I'd played Aladdin as a kid, and I'd played other Disney games, obviously, on the NES, but not as many on the 16-bit era. I haven't played Jungle Book, and I believe that is going to get released along with Aladdin. I think there was uh, some uh, ESRB leaks, uh, because you know right now you can get the Lion King-Aladdin kind of combo game um but i think there's also gonna be lion or not lion king but uh jungle book anyways so i'm playing the classic on the genesis i got to the second level and you know i'm i'm liking it it's uh it's getting a little bit more challenging and i mean honestly i played for like less than 30 minutes and i put it on easy which i think just kind of gives you uh more lives and i started to have to like i had to continue use a continue on the second level. So I know at some point this is just going to get stupid difficult. It's kind of known for that, but I'm enjoying it. I'd never played it before. It's pretty fun. So I probably will play a little bit more. I wanted to hook up my Genesis. And so it gave me a reason to, to clean the cart and test it out to see if it even worked. So, and my daughter was uh, watching me play it and was like, Hey, I think you need to, on the second level, just a pro tip, um, for those who don't read like me, I think at the beginning of the level, it said something about roaring at the monkeys. And I just was like, okay, yeah. Uh, and then I'm moving on into the level and you have to roar at the monkeys to change the direction in which they're going to throw you. And my daughter's like, I think you need to roar at the monkeys. I was like, how did you know that? She's like, well, it said it at the beginning of the level. I was like, oh, Oh, okay. So I did that, and then I was able to complete that. It's just, I mean, kids these days in their words. I don't know. Back in my day, video games didn't have words. No, that's right. It just actually, back in the day, they only had words, I think was. But that was was before me. So anyways. But yeah, I've been playing Lion King. It's pretty good. I think about the original Super Mario Brothers. You know, if you've never 
ever seen anything like that before. And just, oh, I can, I'll move to the right. And what's this thing? And you die. What? What just happened? I just got killed by some little squat mushroom. Mm-hmm. Until you like learn the mechanics, it's. I mean, it, it's it's hard for me to look back and think, what was it like the first time that I played that? Because by the time I got around to playing Super Mario Brothers, I'd been playing a wide variety of video games. You know, before then, whether you know, in the in television, the um, the twenty six hundred, the Commodore sixty four. So I was well versed in playing platforming type games and jumping and mm-hmm. dodging things. And of course, you know, we talked about this earlier in the episode. You know, you know, kids today. What is their first experience with gaming? You know, I think for my kids, it was probably like the Wii Sports stuff. You mm-hmm. know, their first Mario was not my first Mario, but it's a, it's different. But at least my kids have. Um, I think they're fairly well rounded in terms of what they know about video games and what they've played, and they can appreciate a good pixel art based game which makes me happy or they will play yeah. uh, the other day we were playing. Uh, oh, what is it? It's the, the Kirby golf type game. That's on the super Nintendo air ride. No, uh, no like the, the golf course. One. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kirby's Dream course. course. Yeah. We were playing that. And that was, a. Uh, I think I was playing that as my son was streaming. It was, it was pretty funny because uh, one level, I think I stole all the stars. Uh, good times. Good times. Uh, but for for me this uh, this month, as I mentioned before, I've been playing a lot of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, when we recorded a couple of weeks ago, I told you that I finished it, and the the true final tower, I didn't complete that, and I just said I'm I'm good. Um, and I, like I said, the the end game stuff is not as in depth or meaningful as Dragon Quest Eleven. So if I can just if I could just remove that from my memory and say the, everything else is the game. It was great. Um, there were some times that some of the cut scene, the cut scenes seemed to go on for a long time to the point of if you're just letting it play out instead of trying to quickly go through the dialogue, the, the controller is going to shut off from inactivity. But it's still a good story. It's like you're watching a movie. So it was it was good. Uh, other stuff that I've been playing uh, the past few days, I've been playing a lot of Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix to finish getting my steps for Hero Trainer. So um, I think every song I do is like two or 300 steps. So I'll take that from the comfort of my own home. Um, and going off of a conversation that I had with Mike the past week, uh, he talked about getting a converter for his Wii so that he could connect it to his HDTV using HDMI because the output for the Wii is either going to be just the normal you know, AV outputs or you might've gotten an upgrade to do composite, but he talked about a device that he found and I've used the link, got the same device. So it's this weed to HDMI adapter. So you just plug it into the back of your system and it turns that output into HDMI and my son hooked it up and it worked without a problem. So I'm hoping that I can then connect it and use my Elgato and maybe stream some sessions of Mario Mix. It might be kind of uh, fun to do that. Um, but aside from that, I started playing a little bit of Haven through Game Pass, uh, which is kind of an interesting game, uh, interesting aesthetic to it. Um, basically, you and your partner 
have left. I haven't gotten too far, but you've left this this one planet and you've kind of crashed on another one. You're trying to escape whatever system they have going on. And I, I don't even really know the, the full story, but you're kind of like gliding around and collecting items. The battle system is kind of interesting. Um, so play that for a day or two. But what I've spent a lot of time playing, though, are Forza games. Uh, been playing Forza Motorsport 7. Just doing you know a couple of series before I go to bed, or even Forza Horizon 3. Um, I've, like you know me, I've played a ton of Forza Horizon 4, and I keep listening to Donnie and other people on podcasts say that you know their favorite is Forza Horizon 3. I'm still trying to understand why it is. Because for me, I like 4 a lot better. I like some of the things in 3, but I'm just going to have to keep playing it. I keep doing more races. Uh, but that's how I'm spending most of my nights. Everybody goes to bed, and so then I finally have some time to myself to play games. And so I'm just playing a racing game because it's a fairly quiet game. It's not a button masher. Um, and I'm just kind of enjoying Let me, let me just do you know one more race. Let me do one more you know PR stunt event and Forza Horizon. And then I'd say, you know what? I can go ahead and stop here. I don't know if there's like a, like completing Forza Motorsport, but I might go through and complete all of the, I think there are six cups to do. So I think I'll do that, keep playing that. Um, I kind of have to finish that before, I think it's September 15th when the game gets delisted. I'm hoping that just about the same time that Forza Motorsport 6 got delisted. It became the games, one of the games with gold games. So they got it for free. And then they had the DLC for like all the DLC for like $5. If that doesn't happen, then I'll end up picking up. I think we'll probably go ahead, probably go ahead and buy the game and all the DLC because it's pretty cheap right now. So. Yep. I feel like I've heard that for Forza Horizon 3, what people really enjoyed as compared to four was the setting. Cause if I remember correctly, it's in Australia as opposed to, um, England, uh, in Britain, England, UK, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, you know, Europe and, uh, they, they liked the setting and then they, they had a, a DLC. I think it was might have been hot wheels. I'm not sure. For Forza horizon um, three, the DLC was uh, hot wheels Island. And, um, like a, a snow mountain. I feel like they, they really enjoyed that. Um, and I haven't played it, but just remembering what other people had said about it. And it mm-hmm. might've been, might've been Sean Capri. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I feel like it was him talking about enjoying that setting more and that, uh, that DLC a little bit more than I think it's the Lego one in four, but I don't know. I had a great time playing, uh, Forza Horizon 4. And oh, yeah, I'm looking the... forward to 5 later this year. Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the, like, I really like the Lego DLC in, in 4. I think, I think it's fantastic. I think I like that better than the Hot Wheels one. Um, and I think one of the things that really threw me is that I did, I think Forza Horizon 4 is one of my, it wasn't the first Forza Horizon game that I played because I think on the 360, um, I had downloaded like a Forza Horizon Fast and Furious game that was free. I don't know if it was a games with gold kind of thing. It definitely didn't have as big of a world as the Forza Horizon games that they're in the mainline series. It was just kind of like this little one-off 
which was my introduction to that series. But then I played four before I ever played three or even played the, the first one. And so my experiences playing four and like being able to just drive through pretty much anything except for certain trees. And then I go to Forza Horizon 3 and things that I could drive through and break in 4, I can't. Like you can drive through guardrails in 4, but you can't do that in 3. So I feel like I, it's much more confining than I would like for it to be. But it's, you know, it, it's still good. You know, like you said, you know, the environment's nice. And I think what they did what they changed a little bit from having all these different biomes and these different environments that you have in three is that with Forza Horizon four, they made it seasonal. So each week was a different season. And I think a lot of people took offense to each week being a different season. So if you got in during the wrong time, you're spending the entire week or you have to wait a week before winter is gone and you're not driving through snow anymore. But I kind of like how it's different every time you go in. All right, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So what games do you think you're going to be playing uh, coming up next? So, well, I want to go back to Mario and Luigi, <clears throat> Superstar Saga. Really been enjoying that. I just need to, I need to get back into that. And the other game that I probably won't play, but... I have some interest in playing. We'll see. Is um, Psychonauts two? I believe it is released August twenty fifth. I really enjoyed the first Psychonauts. Thought it was one of the first kind of funny games, like really kind of funny, uh, that I ever played. Three D platformer, and um, had a pretty cool, um, pretty cool story. And I I really liked Psychonauts. So that one's going to be on Game Pass. I have it preloaded, not really preloaded, but I have it in the queue, I guess, to download once that gets released. So interested to see how that goes. But it, and I think it has an, it might even have like a super easy mode where you can just like watch, watch it uh, play out. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I can find time for that. But if not, probably just Mario and Luigi again. Sounds good. Uh, for me, I'll be playing probably more Forza every night. And I want to get back in and play some more Haven just to see kind of where, where the story goes. Yeah, I can't really think of, of anything else. I'm trying to keep it kind of low-key. All I know is that I'm, yeah, I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon. So I'm just going to kind of put off the, the bigger, grander games, which is you know, it might be silly when you look at it because I may end up putting more hours into the Forza games. Than like a dragon, but it's a different kind of time sink. Yeah, it's it's like the I need not mindless, but kind of mindless fun, right? Versus yeah, yeah, what? epic story. Yeah, in, in Forza, I'm I'm not grinding. I right. can adjust the difficulty pretty much on the fly. I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna drive a race. I'm gonna you know pick a car. It's gonna handle differently than the last car that I had, and I'm just. Just gonna have fun trying to beat my time, trying to beat the you know, the random people that are there. It's always silly whenever I'm playing, I'm like, oh, looks like Blaze Knight 0923 is in the spot ahead of me. Let me just run him off the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, how is Johnny Casino in first place? 
Seriously, how's that? How's that? Dude loves some uh, some Forza. Yeah. Well, I feel like I got in way too late on it because I, you know, I joined a club. Like I joined the PSVG club. Like no one's doing it anymore. No one's playing Forza Horizon Three anymore. So hopefully, whenever Forza Horizon Five comes out, they'll create a club and I'll be able to jump in on that at the very beginning and actually participate because that's what I'm gonna do. Because well, I can't wait for that game. Uh, Mike, so what are you going to keep playing? Keep playing? Answer the question before you ask it. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the notes. Uh, yeah. You said see above. Yes, probably more of the same. Uh, I, I want to finish up Mass Effect 2, but it's going to be hard to carve out time to play with Dom. I definitely want to keep chugging away at Final Fantasy XI Braver. I'm having a ton of fun with that. Uh, right now, just focusing on leveling the different jobs in the game and seeing what they can do. And then uh, I want I definitely want to play some more Skylanders with my daughter. But uh, beyond that, when we finish Mass Effect 2, our plan is to jump into The Last of Us Part 2. Um, beyond that, I don't know what I have for my, my personal game after Final Fantasy XI Braver. Uh, there's, there's a lot, and it'll kind of depend on what pops up on Game Pass. Uh, by the time I put it away and then, I mean, I don't know about another game, but I, I feel like that that's a good, good place to be, you know, have, have a, a, a little plan, but basically more of the same. Yeah. I think we run into that issue. Like you said, you know, whatever happens to come up on game pass, like if there's always new stuff and I'm looking at the sales going, Oh, I, I need to make sure I buy that game before it goes off sale. I don't know when I'll get around to playing it, but I kind of want the game. So that's okay, right? You gotta, you gotta, if you're going to be a backlog buster, you gotta have a backlog. So, you know, at some, I guess you got to play the games too, but you got to have a backlog to, to be able to bust it. So it's all good. Very true. All right. Well, uh, we didn't have any community questions this time, but we did get some great responses, like we mentioned before, about Desert Island games. So that was good. Um, before we go, uh, Jeremy, uh, can you? Is there a podcast that you want to plug? Yeah, yeah, I got, a, I got a couple. So um, uh, again, thank you, uh, uh, Tech Twenty One, for this Flex Shock uh, case that I just wanted to show you guys. Let's track so, one. You know, so here's the case, and then here's my phone with the case already on it. So I do have two of these cases. <laughs> so just want to let you know, not not pulling your leg on my... <sighs> Anyways. Okay, so so first first podcast uh, shout-out uh, is a Retro Game Club podcast. So this podcast, uh, it's Rob and Hugh. They talk about like current retro game news. And talk about a game club game that they've that they each choose and or they each choose one and they play. They're recording a, a hundred their hundredth episode. I think it's a ask me anything. I think they do have a, a giveaway going on, but probably you know it might may already be done at this point. I don't know, but I really like uh, this show. It's one of my favorite kind of retro game uh, podcasts. Uh, Hugh used to be on a show with a different Rob called retro league that podcast i listened to for quite a while they had 500 plus epi- i mean it it had been going on forever and then all of a sudden 
it went away. You cannot find it. I don't know what happened. They're like, don't ask. Okay. I don't know who, who cares at this point. But, um, I just, when I found this podcast and Hugh was on it, I was like, okay, cool. So it was just, he's a very dry sense of humor. Um, both very technical guys. So sometimes it can be a little technical, um, but it's, it's pretty fun. Um, next podcast is retro blist, a podcast to listen to for a while. Uh, two guys from the South and my wife is from the South. And one time, um, I had it on without headphones and she was like, what are you listening to? These guys are from North Carolina, but they are like, it's like, that's some, that's some country folk. It's awesome. Um, I love it. And, um, so it's Johnny and Trevor, uh, and they play their childhood friends and they play a game, usually a game that they are like going to talk about like an hour before they, they, they discuss it. So it's pretty cool. Um, because, uh, it's like fresh thoughts and they always, I mean, it's very silly. They usually do a skit and they're about once a month, you know, so, there's that one. And also since, uh, we are recording on Saturday, but it's currently Sunday. Uh, I will suggest the gospel and life podcast. Uh, Tim Keller has some great sermons and, uh, he's got a sermon series right now. That's about like some discussing some of the harder teacher teachings of Jesus. And I've really enjoyed some of those. So that are, those are my three podcast suggestions. And, uh, that's what I got. Nicely done. All right. Well, that does it for another episode of the Backlog Busters. Hopefully you do not get stranded on an island, or if you do, you won't be alone or that you'll have internet connection because some people, it seems like they have to have an internet connection in order to survive. <laughs> but you can always follow us on the Twitters at Backlog underscore Busters. You can follow me at Mathman1024. You got Trash Turkey at Trash Turkey. Mike is at Blaze Knight. That's with a K0923. And our two absentees today, Grouchy and Patrick. You can follow them as well. There's at Grouchy with two R's. And oh, I think what was the other one? At Patio Backlog. Oh, Backlog Patty. I can never get that right. Patio. That would be. It's, it's have some it's kind it's of like outdoor backlog. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is, that, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's patio. Is it patio? Just building what furniture for his back I don't know. Patio. We should get, we should get some kind of, so after tech 21, we should get some kind of patio furniture, um, tie in. We'll, we'll get with Patrick on that. Yeah. Uh, well, sure. Why not? Like we do. <laughs> I right, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And thank you for listening to us. Goodbye now. <laughs>